Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the best of breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. Only two sleeps now until the NRL season kickoff. And it appears the Roosters are on the brink of another signing for 2024. And could it be the last year we see Craig Bellamy as coach of the Melbourne Storm? Plus poor old Isle of Man. They didn't last long in their latest cricket match. Yes, good morning. And now there are only two more sleeps until the start of the NRL season for 2023. How good is that? SEN will be on deck covering uh, the match on Thursday night. Eels in Melbourne. You can watch it on Fox League. Uh, and then into the round we go. 17-team competition. How exciting. By the way, at the top of the program, I want to make a declaration. I stand with the Isle of Man. Man, they're going through tough times. If uh, you're an Isle of Man cricket fan, and I'm not sure we've got any out there, but they were dismissed for 10, the lowest ever international cricket score. I know we had 15 for the Sydney Thunder in the T20, but they've been bettered. Hold my beer, said the Isle of Man. Out for 10 against Spain. Brandy? Are you all over that story? Oh. It's a big one. Boy, clash of the heavyweights. Spain versus Isle of Man. What was it? Yeah. A, was it a, a 2020 game, Vossi? 50 a over series. game? F- five game test series. Match. <laughs> five, five game series of T20. Spain won 5-0. Do you know how many balls it took Spain to uh, pass Isle of Man's 10? Mm. No, please. Tell. Take a step. Take a step. Oh, Is this a guessing game again? No, I don't. It's early. I don't. Two. No, tell me. Two. <laughs> two. What? For, yeah, first ball was a no ball, then they hit two sixes and game over. <laughs> that's, that's, a quick, that's a quick end to right. it. You know, if you paid your money, I don't know what the crowd was, but uh, Isle of Man, if, if you want to come on the open line today or hashtag I stand with the Isle of Man, man is the hashtag please include it today because I just think we need to reach out. We need to reach out to a fledgling cricket nation. It is a new world record. Low. Isle of Man, out for 10. Brandy, I think we've got I, bigger I, I stories. Really, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think yes. the Isle of Man can recover from that, Vossi. Uh, now, you mentioned you know, league wow. and how many sleeps left. The preseason, the week off. Yep. Um, but it is first the first teamless Tuesday of the year. Ah, the first yes. real one. And I think Beauty. it's today that signals that the season is back. Because teams are out this afternoon, Vossi. Uh, there's already you know, information being leaked about who's going to be in, who's not going to be in. So I think it's today that signals 2023 is here. Uh, you got to lock very in your super coach side. You got to have your super coach uh, side. We're going to do our this week. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, more than that. I've I've written down. I've written down actually one to seventeen in order. Have you done the same, or have you just gone one to eight? I've gone all the way down one to seventeen. Ah, uh, yes, I've got one to seventeen too. Yes, yep. okay, all right. You've got and try scorers, Dallium winners. You've got everything. Dallium, like all the... tri- mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. we're getting there. We're getting there. We're all over that. Okay. So we'll do that out of 7 o'clock, yeah? We'll lock that in. Is that an appointment? At 7 o'clock, yeah, we make our predictions. We're... Yep, we've got, a, we've got an interview at 6.30. Early doors this morning, 6.35, just after the 6.30 news. Craig Fitzgibbon will join us uh, to chat the season and the Sharks' chances. They get underway Saturday night down there in the Shire, and they'll take on the... The bunnies, big clash to start with. 
Well, I think it's one of the one of the games of the round, to be perfectly frank. I, I know there's is. interest everywhere, uh, quite obviously, but if you had to put, you know, one up in lights, I'm, I'm probably, well, Melbourne, Parramatta is a fantastic way to start the season, a lot of intrigue there, but both not at their absolute best based on rosters of last year, but um, Cronulla South, same can't be said there. Although Nico Hines, if he's out, the calf, the calf. Yeah, they even but they've got a very the good backup. Braden Trindle's a good backup halfback. Very good. Mm. That might be the best in the in the competition. Uh, the Sharks. Yeah. I, I'm th- I'm thinking this is a top four clash. I've got both these sides in the top four. Oh, you've, geez, you've gone. Early, you have gone early doors here. Yeah, you've already revealed your mm. your four. Um, look, we work with uh, the 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 actual um, saint of this program has been Ross, uh, Rossley, the producer, and he's a Dragons fan, long suffering. In fact, he comes from a a line of Dragon supporters. So terrible parenting on his dad Martin's behalf. Um, but but Ben's pretty miserable today. We're, we're two days out. We're jumping out of our skin, and Ben gives us the statement about 20 minutes ago, I've never been less excited about the start of a season than I am this year. Uh, you know, so, uh, it, uh, how about we go that way with our first talkback topic? Supporters across the, across the board, are any of you not that excited about the return? Are you... Have you not got your hopes up? Are you trying to play it cool, but really, you know, you're you're worried about your side? So we need to talk. We might be able to help. Brandy, we might be able to help these people today. And and maybe they come, oh, look, I'm worried about the Knights. And we find We might be able to lift your spirits. You know what I mean? We might be able to lift your spirits. And and there'll be no... no, no, We won't won't do it just to lift your spirits. Like, if we think that the team... I think if the optimism isn't there, Vossi, I don't, I don't, I don't want to falsely build someone up and, and then have the season just turn yeah. into a big turd. Like, let's... <laughs> I, <laughs> Clickbait headline. Brandy I was searching says, for a word there, and that's the first big, one that yeah, popped well, into my mind. So well, ben, people understand. Ben, yes. Yeah, but Ben isn't... Yeah. Ben. Ben's... It's, it's hard to explain Ben how Ben is. Like, Ben's excited about rugby league coming back, but there's just that... Yeah. There's a flat tone yeah. about his voice. That's right. That's so, right. He's not. He's, your optimism, he's, your levels of optimism about uh, your side's chances this year. Yes, that's a better way of putting it. Level of optimism. On a scale of 10, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest. The level of optimism, beautifully put, Brandy. That, that's sort of, that's leadership qualities, but you're not on the leadership team. But, I mean, that's qualities of that. You can get on the Moto Roller open line. Is it too early to just go, hello, Moto? Just, just, hello, no, Moto. Never too early. Oh, hello. There you go. <laughs> there we go. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. And text zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Describe your level of optimism about your team going into the season. Two sleeps out from the start of the competition. Uh, the Roosters want. Um, oh, we're told a little bit of uh, salary cap. Exemption, a little bit of relief. Relief. Salary cap relief. relief. How do you think that's going to go down for the Angus Crichton situation? Well, Which, of course, is a very sad, very serious situation. But the actual thought of the Roosters and salary cap relief, if I throw it over to the listeners right now, what do you think the reaction will be, Brandy? Uh, the, the level of optimism about the cap relief won't be good. It'll be sitting very low. Andrew, I... Can look, I throw it back it with a question? I'll throw it back to a question. How do you mm-hmm. spell... That's that's pretty much the reaction of the listeners to the Roosters' salary cap so. relief. How do you spell yeah. that? Well, well, I, I guess they can try it on, but I, I, I can't see how they 
they'd get any relief uh, for what's happened to Angus. Um, and because reports last night that yeah, it, they'll, they won't be looking at Angus until at least 10 weeks into the competition, whether he returns to training or not. Mm. Yeah, that, that's just so that is very sad. It's very sad, but I still don't think the Roosters... I, I think they're, they're going down the wrong track to try and get cap relief, but you can always try. Well, let's just ask Lieutenant Dan, who's back on deck, back from the pox. Um, Lieutenant Dan, welcome back. Trading news in a nutshell. Good good episode this morning. Well done. Thank sprightly. You. Very sprightly. Ro- Rooster salary cap mm. relief. What's your thoughts? Ah, Why not? Why not? I think yeah, thank you. Oh. Well, I'll shut your microphone I off. think they just... Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask uh, me now, this question. <laughs> now, now, there we go, Lieutenant Dagan. Um, more Herald poll results. Yesterday we had uh, plenty of interest, and that sparked our own poll. Now, here's some results. I'll throw it back at you. Same, same questions as yesterday. Are you surprised? Or not surprised, Brandy? First one. If you could sign any player in the NRL, who would it be? Cleary, 29%. Joey Manu, 17%. Munster, 17%. Suli'i. 13%. Tedesco, 13%. Others, 11 Are you surprised at those numbers? The, the, what, three of those are Roosters players? Or... <laughs> no. Well, t- no. <laughs> well, uh, that's the take no, you've got on it. No, that's I'm not Danny. surprised. Danny, no, that, surprised that, three Roosters? That doesn't surprise me. That, no, that doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Manu's status has gone up hugely, hasn't it? Yeah. Joey Manu. He's a Without superstar. Without a doubt. Yep. Next one. Who do you think will be the best signing of 2023? Appy Corusau, 24%. Brandon Smith, 16%. Reid Marnie, 16%. Reese Walsh, 16%. Viliami Kickout, 8%. Others, 20%. See, I've got Isaiah Papali'i as my biggest recruit. I think he will be, he will play every game. He will border on every minute. And I think he'll be a massive asset to the Tigers. And I'm going to be talking about the Tigers after 7 o'clock. Mm. Not giving anything away. Predictions, but he had two incredible years at Parramatta, Vossi. And the thing that stood out about Isaiah Papali'i was, was this he was in the game all the time. And I, I agree yeah, with what you're saying. Yep. I don't know if he'll be the best signing. I, I think those that will impact their teams, um, the three hookers, I, I think, can have a bigger impact. And if I was going to pick one of those hookers, I think Appy. So I'm not surprised at yep. that list. Okay, next one. Who is the most underrated player in the NRL? Which has always been a little sketchy, the underrated, because they're not underrated by <laughs> their team. Dylan Edwards, 42%. Bo Firma, 13%. Reese Robson, 8%. Hudson Young, 8%. Others, 29%. Do you want to... I mean, Dylan Edwards, I don't think anyone underrates him now. It's just that he's not... No, I think he's he, got Because he's not an original test Church player. Medal. Yes. Yeah. So, I, I think, yeah, I think that's where you... If a player isn't playing representative football, Vossi, and performing to the level Dylan is, um, you know, I guess he gets labelled with that underrated tag. Yeah. So you mentioned a player yesterday, Davida Totola at South Sydney. He doesn't really yes. rate much of a mention, but he's become a cornerstone of that Rabbitohs pack, and many have got South he Sydney has. up there for the grand final. So. Mm-hmm. He might fit into that category. But there's a few others. Um, should the NRL change the state of origin eligibility rules to allow more players from other nations to take part? Yes, 64%. This is the poll of CEOs and chairmen. 64% said yes. Surprised? Not surprised. Uh, it, well, it depends what they change the rules to. Like, do they just open it up altogether or do they make stipulations about uh, I, I think that that needs to be a little bit more specific um, to mm. to say 
to gauge my reaction whether it's surprised or not surprised because you know if you if you weren't born here can you play state if you weren't born in Australia and you didn't come here before the age of whatever it is now 12 or 13 I still don't think you can play right you got uh, to you got you... to have played you got to have played junior footy in Australia agreed do you agree with the NRL's decision to delay Taylor May's suspension from the 2022 finals to the start of 2023? No, said 92%. He's out for the season. Does anyone care anymore? <laughs> well, well I'm just saying it was still a question at the time. Um, yeah, now, but, here's some other rugby league but, news. John Bateman, he's going to miss uh, the season open, maybe out for a month, the ankle injury. He had scans, a little more serious than what they thought. So that's very disappointing for the Tigers. They wait all this time. He arrives on, what, Friday... And now you learn on Monday that he's uh, gone for a month. Ankle. He's carrying an ankle injury all that time. Wasn't there? Wasn't there a story floating around that he that he did have a serious that he had an ankle injury mm, yes. that would prevent yep. him starting? Yep. The Tigers sort of said, "No, no, yep. no, it's not serious." Did he get a scan while he was in England? Like, did any of this, like, while he was waiting for a visa, could it there been a could he have been a bit more mm. proactive in treatment? Yes. Just working on the injury, getting a scan, doing something fair, that fair was. Point going to have him ready when he got here. Because he sat, played a game since he sat over in England for months. Mm. Hasn't played a game since November and now has an ankle injury revealed on the Monday before the first game of the NRL. Bit of a no, shamozzle. That, that, is a, that is a things that make you go, hmm. That is one of Oh, that's an early, that's well, an that early pro there on. Yeah, well, it okay. is. That, that is that, oh, that's a head-scratching moment. What the hell was he mm. doing over there in England? They've got no medical All right, staff. Melbourne kick, Melbourne kick off. <laughs> yes, there's no, the ankles is not their specialty. I should have gone to the Isle of Man. Um, Melbourne, coach Craig Bellamy, is this it? He was on NRL 360 last night. It launched for the season on Fox League. Craig Bellamy talking about his future as Melbourne Storm head coach. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is going to be me last year as a head coach. You know, I'll still be around the club a little bit in a part-time role, you know, at the end of this year. I'm not quite sure when the club, you know, want that definite answer. But, um, yeah, like I say, you know, I want to give them plenty of time, you know, to find a new coach and um, can't see anything changing this year into me not retiring at, at the end of the year. Well, that's Pro it. That is Craig Bellamy. What's an, early, what's an early call? You think we'll know by, what, June? May? What do you think? Because no, the coaches be, could be part no, of even earlier. But by the by, by the sound of what what he just said, then Vossi, he's retiring at the end of the year. Like yeah. I, I think he yeah. just needs to confirm it, rubber stamp it with the Melbourne Storm, and they can go looking for a coach. Um, the big surprise would be if he stays. So from what he just said, then this will be his last year of coaching. All righty. We'll play uh, some Craig Bellamy later in the program talking about uh, Ryan Pappenhausen's return to the field. That sort of carries on from our interview with uh, Bill Knowles last week, the guru of uh, sports reconditioning. What's a guru? I'm not a F guru, he said to us off air. Uh, Zane Musgrave at the Dragons has revealed he'd been on an alcohol ban for months before the mudgy uh, confrontation with Mikhaili Ravalawa. That doesn't... That's head, Head's bitch. His head's gone down. He's gone down. <laughs> ben, more misery for Ben. The Zane Musgrove. That makes you go... Mm. He was on an alcohol ban. Play it, Dan. That does. So he Thanks broke down. He was on an alcohol ban. Well, he he should put out a statement, shouldn't he? Saying, I apologise. You know, I you know, just got it wrong. Well, he did last night. I, I heard him on, on yeah. the news. He apologised. A statement? He did apologise. Sta- he apologised. To the fans. Oh, right, he was on a... 
apologise to the fans, fans about. Oh, the yeah. fans. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's all right. That's all it was right, heartfelt. Mate. It no was. Dramas, mate. I thought he meant yeah, it. No dramas, no. Totally get it. Uh, Eddie Jones has appointed Brett Hodgson as the defence coach of the Wallabies on a two-year contract. That's an interesting one. Uh, and Mitchell Stark admitting he's dealing with a level of discomfort in his finger, but says he's ready for a test return. SEN with full coverage starting tomorrow of the third test. You won't want to miss it. You're listening to the best of breakfast with Fossey and Brandy. With just a couple of days left before the start of the season, we gave our big predictions on how the season will play out and who might be lifting the trophy in October. It's the final countdown. Do, you, uh, do we know how we actually fared last year? Do we know? Well, I, we know I had Manly we in my four. I know that. That's all I know. I had Manly in my top four last year. Now, Brandy, paper, rock, scissors. Who goes first? Here we go. Paper, rock, scissors. You do. You, you do. Oh, yeah. okay. So I just won. So yeah. I will go first on we'll have top eight. Um, mm-hmm. We'll have Wooden Spoon, we'll have Dallier medal winner, we'll have top try scorer, we'll have biggest improver and biggest slider. So, my top eight is Roosters 1, Rabbitohs 2, Panthers 3, Cowboys 4, Storm 5th, Sharks 6th, Eels 7th, and for 8th, hold on to your hats. yes. I've bought a bus, folks, and it's got a Tigers logo on the side. Oh. I have the Tigers eighth oh. making the finals. I am on the Tigers bus, folks. I'm buying into the fairy tale. Sheens, Marshall, Farah, 05 revisited Tigers to make the eight. The teams they have just missing the eight. It may boil down to points differential. Broncos, mm. Seagulls, Bulldogs, all there in a bunch. And then I go further down to Warriors, Raiders, Titans, Dolphins, 15th, Dragons, 16th, Knights, Wooden Spooners. So I've got the a Roosters, Rabbitohs, 1-2, Roosters to win the competition, Tigers to make the eight, Knights, Wooden Spooners, James Tedesco, Dally M, uh, Alex Johnston, top try scorer. That's, a, that's an easy one. South left-hand side attack. So yep. biggest improver, the Tigers, from last to the eighth. And the slider, well, the Raiders are the only side that made the eight last year that I have dropping out. So I've got the Raiders, I guess, are the sliders. Uh, if not, the mm. Knights sliding all the way down to the bottom. Brandy, uh, Vossi, shock? Vossi, my, my, I think the battle for the eight it will be the tightest we've had in a number of years. Um, and I think we can expect a logjam throughout the season. And the top four and the minor premiership and the top eight will be decided. It'll come down to the final round. I, I really do think there'll be more teams bunched up in that that group of teams between 8 and 14. Uh, my top seven is the same teams as yours, just in different order. Uh, I've got the Panthers, the Bunnies, the Roosters, the Sharks as the top four. Melbourne, Cowboys, Eels, my side to make the eight. Manly. I think Manly. Manly. Manly 8th, I've got Brisbane 9th, I've got the Raiders 10th, the Dogs, the Tigers, the Titans, the Warriors, the Dragons, Newcastle, and the Dolphins. I've got the Dolphins running last. Dolphins with a spoon. All right, what about those individual honours then? Uh, The the individual honours, look, Alex Johnson did seem to be a no-brainer because I think Souths are in for a great season. Um, But I've gone a little bit left field. 
gone Ronaldo Mulatalo. Um, I think Mulatalo will up in the list last year. Um, I think okay. he missed by a few tries, but uh, I think he was in the top five. So I've gone Mulatalo, top try scorer. Dally M. I've gone Latrell Mitchell. I think Souths are in for a great year. I think Latrell is in for a big year. So Latrell stays on the field. I think he can win the Dally M. Uh, big improvements, big improvers. Well, I guess, I guess it's Manly. Manly are the big mm. improvers. They they get themselves into the eight. But I think the Dogs and the Tigers will be around that mark as well. So I th- they'll be big improvers from what happened last year. Uh, Vossi and I've I've gone the Raiders at, not in the eight. So I guess the Raiders slide. They come from outside the eight, but they'll be around the mark too. They'll, I've got them down as tenth at the moment. Right, and where do you have the dragons, by the way? Because you're on the bus of the dragons last year. Where have you got them? Yeah, I was on the dra- I was on the bag the dragons bus. I I just look the dragons, even even not taking into account what's happened over the off season and through the trial matches, through the preseason challenge. Uh, I didn't see the dragons finishing anywhere near the eighth. I just thought, well, if Ben Hunt, on the back of what the what sort of season he had last year, can't get them into the eight. I don't think it can happen this year. I don't think they improve as a side around him. Mm. And even if he has a you know a Dallium year, I've got the Dragons at 15th. So they're the 15th. sliders. That, yeah. All did, right. Where did they end they, up finishing last year? The, well, About 12th? Well, higher than the Tigers. That was the mm. uh, that was fact. So the Dragons fact. are my sliders, actually. Yes. They were, they were 10th. They were 10th in yep. the, at the end. They are. 12th and 12th. So the Dragons 12th, 12th. are my sliding team. Mm. Yep. There no you have bucks. it, folks. We have made our predictions, our top eights. Come at us. Run at us. <laughs> Texts are coming in already. Off your head, Voss. Uh, we, can, we can handle it. We're big boys. They are our predictions, crystal ball predictions, for the 2023 NRL season. You're listening to the best of breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. The Cronulla Sharks coach, Craig Fitzgibbon, joined us ahead of his team's first game this season against South Sydney on Saturday night. We asked Craig what he learned from his first year of coaching last year in the top job and what we can expect from the Sharks this season. Now, we've just spoken about round one. The Sharks take on South Sydney Saturday night. We think it's the... It's probably the pick of the games uh, out of round one, and the coach, Craig Fitzgibbon, happened to say, joins us on the line. Fitzy, good, good morning, mate. Morning, guys. How are you? Good. How are you feeling? I, 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 I spoke to you before the, uh, the first pre-season game. You're, you're a little bit antsy. You're ready to go. Is, is that how you're feeling now? Yeah, it's come around um, yeah, quite quickly, to be honest. It's sort of doing all the pre-season training and you can't wait to get to round one and now it's here it's like geez I'd like some more training time but um no look we're, we're ready to go there Brandy's been um been a good preparation and um, it's, um obviously a lot of work gone into it um and yeah we're excited you know it's, a, it's obviously a long way to go it is only round one but it's um you know that that roller coaster and, and all the highs and lows and, and all the fun that goes with it. it's about to start but we're ready Listen to you, Craig. We spoke this same time last year. Now you're talking like a 20-year coach and you're throwing in the cliches. Beautiful stuff. The roller coaster, you're ready to hop on. I never know whether the up is the good thing or, or the down because on a real roller coaster, going down is actually one of the highlights. But anyway, not to worry <laughs> about that. Craig, we're here to look forward, not back. But I, I, can't, I can't start this interview without at least addressing last year's final series. Cronulla's defense, like you finished second regular season, which was an outstanding achievement. Um, your defence had been good all year. You get to the finals. You go out in straight games. Team concedes seventy points. How quickly did you move on from that? Did you need to 
really analyse as to what actually happened in the biggest matches of the year for the Sharks? Uh, yeah, of course we um, addressed it and of course we moved on. So I'm a bit like if I take the first statement there, Vossi, we're looking forward. Um, but what we have done is, as to, as to why that happened, whatever I offer you here in conversation is going to sound like an excuse, so it's just it's not worth discussing. But we've definitely addressed it internally and we've, we've, we've gone over why and how we've gone over that week, that minute, that moment, and we've uh, addressed it through our pre-season, addressed it in... Um, you know, if we get the opportunity again, you like to think we're better prepared. But there's there's lessons in everything, mate. There's lessons in the wins that we had. There's lessons in those losses we had, and um, we're just we're just learning. And all we're trying to do is get better. So we are we are forward focused. But it's um, of course we had to address it. It was um, yeah, it bloody hurt, mate. So we had to had to go through it. Now, now, someone that learned pretty quickly last year was Nico Hines, Dally M winner. Um, you know, his attacking numbers were incredible. Fitz, he's had a he's had a bit, a bit to deal with over the off season. Now he's got a a, a calf injury. Are, are you confident that he'll that he'll line up Saturday night? I'm not certain at this stage um, with Nico. It's it's not a significant injury, but it's um yeah you know, it's almost it's it's just one that you've got to get right because they can you know obviously calf issues can go can go pear shaped pretty quickly. So we just got to make the call on any risk there, and it's obviously a long year that I won't be taking with Nico, but um. You know, in 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 the midst of everything that's been going on for him, um, I think he's handled himself with class, and he's, you know, he's he's hasn't let anything get to him. Obviously, um, had a lot going on as a as an individual, Nico, with his, um, but he just, yeah, he's he's really excited for me. He hasn't hasn't come in after last year, and, and in any way, shape, or form, not not tried to get better. He just comes in, he works very hard in his game, very analytical, and and his leadership is improving. So he's um. No, he's, he's definitely um, he's definitely looking forward to the season. When that starts, we'll figure that out over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we asked our listeners at the top of the program to describe their level of optimism for their team going into the season. Two sleeps to go. This time last year, Sharks fans were hopeful but not over the top. Now they do have expectation on the back of a very successful year. If the Sharks are to improve on last season, Craig, what do you need to do better? Is there a player is there a group of players that are that need to go to the next level to to take you there uh, i don't i don't think so Vossi. i don't think that's um fair to to isolate players to improve a team and a team outcome and a team performance so we've um been working really hard on us as a group and a team and in, in, in connection and cohesion the way you play understanding roles and, and trying to put all that together to make sure everyone's on the improve and um, what, what you can't do is you, you try not to spend too much time um, seeing, you know, you can't control what happens with other clubs and how many games they win and et cetera. You can only uh, focus on yourself and, and we're confident after a pretty long, hot um, summer and preparation that we can play some better footy, you know, and, and where that lands us, um, we're not sure. But what we need to be able to play better footy is we, we need everyone to step up. I don't think it's fair to, to label a couple of guys. I think we all need to get better. Fitz, as as a coach, do, do you do you look at other teams like throughout the off season? As you're moving through the off season, do you actually look at other teams and think, well, they might get better, or or, or are you that focused with what's happening with your group of players that you sort of you, you don't even worry, or you haven't even thought about you know which teams might improve, or um, you know which teams might be hard to beat this year? What, what how how do you think oh, about other teams? Yeah, you. 
You are kind of balance it out, but anyway, you definitely centered on yourself and your your level of um, training performances and preparation and whatever. But you, you cast an eye across and, and 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 you do have a look at other clubs. And then obviously in in a game week, I mean you're analysing the opposition all week basically. So, but um, yeah. you know it is important to understand your performance levels and improve. And sometimes I don't know about other coaches made but when you start focusing on everyone else there's a lot going on there and that's a lot of points of focus which takes your eyes off what's important to you but you also can't you can't ignore the fact that you're not understanding where other clubs might get better or might not as well so um you do take a look but you try not to let it over um overdo what you're doing with your own club all right craig and i I did say we wouldn't look back but i will just go back on a quote I, i do remember from the interview last year probably the second time we spoke to you when we when we got towards the back end of the season and you said where the team sort of started to surprise you, maybe exceeded your own expectations, how things came together. It was early in the season. You had that win over Parramatta. That was, that was round two last year. And then you suddenly thought, well, they're a little better than what, what I thought. Um, the Cronulla side right now in your own, in your own mind, uh, We'll, we'll, we'll hit the ground running like game one. You're, you've ticked every box you possibly could. You, any concern areas you wanted to share with us? Uh, like you can only, you've got to trust in your uh, preparation. And with, with that round two uh, performance, so in reference to that, that was um, what surprised me was that that was a really high quality game. It was still, you know, looking at it, it was one of our better um, games of the season and performances and, and to arrive with that team level of performance so quickly was what, what surprised me there. Um, we've worked very hard on um, understanding you know, how we play as a team. So um, as I sit here right now, I can only trust in our preparation and, and knowing um, what happened last year through preparation and getting to the season that you know, take a lot of confidence out of that. But you're also, you can't hang your hat on a pre-season training block because everyone's, every, every single club is going to say they're bigger, faster, fitter, stronger. So, uh, the proof will be in the pudding, but I'm I'm confident we've prepared well. Um, what happens from now on, there'll be there'll be some um, bends and twists in the road, I'm sure. But we, um, yeah, I'm confident that we're well prepared. That's for sure. All right, one last one to finish, Craig. Given our special guest, you you're from a rugby league family. You're rugby league through and through. I remember you as a schoolboy footy player, Craig. You've, you're born to play and coach and be involved in rugby league. Just put your fan hat on. How excited are you that, that the new season's about to kick off? Yeah, it's all, mate. Like you said, mate, I'm footy geek. Love it. Love the game. Love watching it. I'm really excited. Even like starting, um, just watching the early games and see where everyone's at. And it is. It's um, it, it is really exciting. And obviously for us, you go through some different emotions with it. But um, yeah, I, I love the game. I'm definitely, um, I'm definitely really um, looking forward to the season. And and the, like I said, the, just rugby league just finds a way to surprise you all the time. And, and uh, I think that's why we're so interested in it. But, um, yeah, I can't wait to watch those early rounds and then get ourselves out there on Saturday night. Well, you start with a blockbuster fits. It's uh, the Sharks taking on the Bunnies Saturday night, 7.30. Um, all the best, mate. Really appreciate your time. Now you're flat out, but uh, enjoy the week and uh, we'll catch up through the season. Yep, no worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, Craig Fitzgibbon, Sharks have a good man, have a really good man in charge, and rugby league is better for having blokes like Craig Fitzgibbon 
um, leading men, leading teams. Uh, and Craig Fitzgibbon, Cronulla in for another good year. You're listening to the best of breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. Lee Hadjipan, tell us from Bryden's Lawyers. Joined us for Sport and the Law, and we got an update on John Bateman and when we will see him on the field for the Tigers. Plus, workplace moles. And are fans legally allowed to be included in the NRL promo this year? Sport and the Law on Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. For Bryden's Lawyers, let our team of professionals help with your legal matter. Morning, Lee. How are you? Uh, morning, Greg. Morning, Andrew. I am well and hope you are both as well. Good, good. Uh, now, before we get into the sport and law, um, let's let's knock over John Bateman. Uh, now, we try and provide info about listeners' teams, uh, finding it hard to piece together the story around John Bateman, who is now in Australia, but uh, reports that he could be out anywhere from two to six weeks with an ankle problem. Uh, I, I guess I'm wondering why did did you know about it? Is this a shock? Um, where does the John Bateman situation stand, Lee? Uh, Greg, it's just amazing how these stories take on a life of their own, isn't it? Uh, prior to John being signed by the West Tigers, whilst he was still in England, we recovered all of his medical records. We spoke to the medical advisors. He underwent independent medical examination and was scanned in England. Once he was given a full clearance, he was signed by the West Tigers and he arrived here last Friday morning. Upon his arrival last week, he underwent a further scan which confirmed the results of the earlier scan. John Bateman, and I've confirmed this with the club this morning, John Bateman would play for the West Tigers this weekend, but for the fact that he has yet to acclimatise or learn all of the plays to Tim's satisfaction or the coaching staff's satisfaction. That's the only reason he's not playing this weekend. And to suggest that we wouldn't have taken all precautions or ticked all boxes or undertaken all due diligence before signing a player of that calibre for that lengthy period of time is, is you know, tantamount to offensive. We, you know, we ticked every box. Uh, you know, there's, a, there's a, a, enormous professionalism within our football department and within our medical team to ensure that these players are fit and healthy when they're signed and that they'll be able to fulfil their four-year contract. So... John Bateman, let's put it to rest, is not playing this weekend, not because of any injury, but because he has yet to fully acclimatise. Okay, oh, and well, it, is that up. Yes. <clears throat> it is a four-year contract. Yes. It is a four-year contract. Sorry, say that again, Andrew? It is a four-year contract with John Bateman. So you, yes. You, that allays fears that you've signed someone who's who's uh, who's not fit. Not We're not going in Anthony Watmo areas when Parramatta got him. Remember that from Manly? Anthony Watmo, who was... Absolutely busted. Now, no, Lee, you may have missed it. I am, I am on the Tigers bus. I am on the Tigers bus. I've put you in the eight. So I'm on the bus. So well, and, Andrew, I can give you a, a visual if you like. I was in the shower this morning when I heard that, and I was very happy. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Wasn't expecting that at all. Um, now, I'm going to quickly go off Cause that. Because the buses, Lee, you don't know yeah. how the bus... You, you, no. you do know that the history of buses on this program's... The buses haven't uh, I, that I, well. <laughs> no, I do. I'm aware of that. And, they, and for some reason, there seems to be a, an affiliation with buses in the West Tigers, but we'll move on from that. We've moved well yeah. away from buses, let me assure you. Okay. Now, um, this was one that came up last week when we were, we covered the story last Wednesday. That there's no, I said, well, where's the league ad for this year? And then we said, well, there's you know threat of strike action. They're not going to use players. We had it confirmed. We got a tip-off that it's only fans featuring in the ad this year, so they've lifted vision from games. Now, 
we said, well, if they're front and centre, if they're the stars of the ads, are they entitled to a little bit of coin, a little bit of something? <laughs> what What is the rules there? If you suddenly bob up, and I mean front and centre, you get a high profile, you'll be recognised in the street, you're in the NRL's TV commercial, because they couldn't get any players involved who would be paid if they're in the ad, I would have thought. Um, are you entitled to anything? Can you make a claim? Uh, Andrew, the short answer is no, and I'll explain why. There are different rules on filming in public or private uh, spaces. For example, you do not need permission to film in a public space. Uh, you do need permission to film in a private space. Now, you may think for a moment that being at a game of football is in a public space. It is not. Public space would include a park or a roadway or a footpath. But in a stadium or arena, it is still a private space and your entry is governed by the terms and conditions of the contract that you have with the venue operator. You pay a fee, a contract is uh, constituted as between you and the venue operator and you are permitted to enter. The terms and conditions of your entry are contained on the ticket or in some ancillary document. Now, I located yesterday the ancillary document for Optus Stadium, which I I thought was very succinct, and I'll read it to you very quickly. The operator may take photographs and or video recordings of patrons and may use these photographs and video recordings for any media or other purpose, including advertising or promotional purposes and training purposes without payment of any kind to patrons. If the patron is under 18 years of age, the parent, guardian or responsible adult accompanying them to an event or function will be deemed to have given consent on their behalf. So your attendance at a football game implies consent to be filmed and to be used for commercial purposes. There you go. Okay, so that, that clears that up. No, no money for the fans. Um, now, uh, we've been talking uh, Dragons this morning and there's been a, you know, a bit of chat about there being a leak with inside the, the, the Dragons camp. It could have been could it be player, could it be a, a, you know, one of the coaching staff? Someone is giving information to the press. That's what they think might be happening. Uh, where does a club stand if they can identify a player that is leaking information from within the, the confines of a, a club? Uh, this is a difficult one, Greg. I think it has to be um, reference to the inf- information that is being disclosed. That in every contract of employment, there is a contract, of course, between the players and the club, there is a term restricting the use or disclosure of confidential information. That, that, that restriction is either expressly uh, provided for or implied in the contract itself. Now, the employer is owed a duty of good faith by an employee uh, to not disclose that information or that confidential information to others. But the question arises as to whether the information disclosed is confidential. Now, confidential information usually pertains to trade secrets or matters of that kind. Now, also, given that the subject matter of the information disclosed, that is a scuffle between two players, occurs in the early hours of the morning, outside of the scope of employment, an argument is available to suggest that that's not confidential information. So I think the club would be on spurious ground to allege leaking would be disclosure of confidential information. However, having said that, there may be a bigger picture that needs to be addressed, and that is one of club culture and ramifications for the disclosure of this material. Mm. In the contract of employment, it is also provided that the player cannot bring the club into disrepute. So there may be grounds to establish that the leaking of such information does bring the club into disrepute and therefore (laughs) prejudice the contract of employment. It's a game of join the dots, isn't it? It's join the dots. This mm. is this happened, 
then this went to this journalist, then the uh, the outcome or the reaction from fans is, you know, the clubs are ridiculed and questioned. Well, then then it's in disrepute, I would think, if you joined the dots there, uh, Lee. Can I ask you too, just while we've got you, there was a newspaper piece on Sunday uh, suggesting there had been some internal fighting at the Tigers. Um, can you allay the fears of the fans on uh, on that story or in reaction to it? Well, absolutely, Andrew. It's very unfortunate we have to deal with this in the first week of the season, but um, it was not entirely unexpected given the identity of the, the party involved. Uh, Mr Kavanagh is the chair of West Magpies, a minority stakeholder in the West Tigers. And for quite some time, he has been a vocal critic of the West Tigers, uh, of myself and Justin Pascoe. Now, Mr Kavanagh is perfectly entitled to his views, uh, no matter how demented they are. But... The complaint that has been raised by the West Tigers concerning Mr Kavanagh concerns his uh, alleged gross misbehaviour at the opening of the Centre of Excellence on the 18th of November last. It has nothing to do with the views that he has previously expressed. And that complaint was initially raised by a sponsor of the West Tigers to me as chair, and it was therefore incumbent upon me then to report that allegation of misbehaviour to West Magpies, and they are dealing with it internally. Now, West Tigers comprises a number of stakeholders. Our majority stakeholder uh, is West Ashfield. We have West Magpies and Balmain. The West Tigers enjoys an excellent, excellent relationship with all three stakeholders. I myself have an excellent relationship with the chair of Balmain, Dr. Leslie Glenn, the chair of West Mag, uh, Mag sorry, the chair of West Ashfield, uh, Tony Andriaku, and a number of board members from West Magpies. We are as united and as solid a club as we have ever been. The suggestion in the article on Sunday that we are plagued by infighting is not only dishonest, but mischievous. Uh, this club, as I say, stands united, ready to deal with the 2023 season challenges. That's all we're interested in. Uh, we are unified and we are, as, as I say, we are absolutely committed uh, to that. The, the, the joint ventures stand solid. All governance issues have been resolved a long, long time ago. And it is indeed regrettable that in 2023 they would raise their heads because of a certain narrative that's been pushed and an agenda that's been pushed by one individual. He speaks for himself. He does not speak for the West Magpies. And as I say, and I'm embarrassed that I have to give the, the matter oxygen. Couldn't be any more emphatic than that. Um, that is uh, some response to the piece, and I'm pretty sure Tigers fans are saying, giddy up. And I'm on that bus, Lee. Back to the football side. I'm on the bus. You've spoken about John Bateman. So if there is, look, there's an ankle problem. It's on the minor kind. He's not going to be picked uh, this week, and um, but a very strong squad will be taking the field this weekend. And first game at Leichhardt Oval, so lots of things to look forward to. Lee, let you get back. You're, you're showered. You're, you're happy. Um, you're a little fired up, but you're ready to go. Uh, absolutely, and looking forward to a, um, a sold-out Leichhardt Oval on Sunday night. How good would that good be? Good on you, Lee. How good would that Take be? Take care, gentlemen. Sprink, sprinkle, my, sprinkle my ashes on Leichhardt. You can do that somewhere down the track. Hopefully not anytime soon, but you can do that somewhere down the track, Brandy. You have my permission. Okay. Go. Take on the Tigers. Not on a windy day, if you can avoid mm. that. Don't Is that a, a 15 kickoff, Andrew? Are you, are you calling that game? Uh, no, no, I'm calling the Dolphins. I'm calling the uh, historic Dolphins first game against the Roosters. Sport the Law on Breakfast with Bossy and Brandy. For Bryden's lawyers, let our team of professionals help with your legal matter.